before we get started, I've got a question. I've got a question that I'm dying to know. Um, do you think that gaming foot pedals are going to take the gaming industry, specifically the Linux gaming industry, by storm? What what are what are your thoughts on on gaming foot pedals? I didn't know they existed. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw your little comment up there at the top of the show notes, and I was like, "What gaming foot pedals? Like, yeah, for maybe like a racing game or something." But I've never even considered it. Yeah. So apparently, apparently, this is a new thing. I just saw it today myself, and I've seen my fair share of like gimmicky, uh, <laughs> uh, gimmicky uh, gaming products, but I don't know that I can take a foot pedal seriously. So mm. it's not a foot pedal like you would see for like uh, like a racing game. It is like a foot pedal that has like it's got like a little touch sensitive area for like the 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 palm of your foot, I guess. What? Yes, and then it's got like a sort of a button on the front and on the sides. And I guess you have to take your shoe off to use. So it's like it's like a rocker. Like you put your foot in this thing and you rock it back and forth. It's like a rocker with buttons. You know, it reminds me. Do you use your toes? Uh, you use kind of the uh, like the ball of your foot, you know, like you oh, okay, okay, side. right, right. What I guess you could use it as like forward and back buttons on your browser. You could, <laughs> you could always just tap your foot to go oh back. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> but uh, this is uh, this is apparently released by MSI, um, and it's really like six hundred dollars. What? Yeah, six hundred dollar oh gaming foot pedal, and uh, so yeah, you gotta. You got to take your shoe off, use your sock with it, and it's supposed to be used in conjunction with your mouse and keyboard. So it's just like a little hmm. bit of an extra like twitch mechanism, you know. Huh. So I think I think maybe that's the idea. I'm sure like, it doesn't work on Linux. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think anybody? It's MSI, man. Maybe it does. I don't know. Well, I I take that back. I had some I had some chipset trouble with my uh MSI motherboard uh whenever it first was released. So I don't think Linux is their first priority. So maybe the foot pedal is uh we have to wait yeah, until they uh, get some like open source. Peripherals drivers. are always like the last to get Linux support. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that mouse, yeah, whatever. Don't worry about it. That foot pedal? What what's that? <laughs> we don't need I Linux the for first that. Time, like the first time I had a fancy mouse, like a gaming mouse on Linux. Um, you had to like program like every individual button. Yep. It couldn't just like figure it out. You know, you had to like use a special program and tell it what every single button is. That's what mine is right now. Yep. Oh, really? What mouse do you have right now? Um, I have, it's a Corsair, uh, Scimitar. It's got like the, the, uh, 12 buttons on the side for your thumb and all that. And basically it has like three profiles in the mouse. So I did that all on windows and then I got rid of windows. (laughs) See, I want to look it up, but I've got to look up how to spell scimitar first and then pull it up. So I just remember it as scimitar. <laughs> yeah, this uh it's uh MMO mouse. They even have yeah. they say it's an optical MOBA MMO mouse. Yeah, it's super nice. Like I love this thing. And it didn't work it doesn't work uh like automatically, or is it just the macros no. that you need the special? The macros you need to you need to set up. Like it doesn't even work the buttons like one, two, three, four, five on the side. They don't even work as one, two, three, four. You actually have to set them up as one, two, three, four. They're wow. actually set to nothing when you get it. That's just, that is that's pretty wild. Yeah. I I have a uh what is this mouse? I bought this when I worked at Best Buy with my Best Buy employee discount. This is a Razer Naga and it's, it's Oh the, yeah. The Razer MMO mouse with the twelve buttons on the side. And I I don't do anything. It just it just works out of the box. That's nice. Well, see, what uh, I do is 
I just set all the buttons as one through, well, it's one through the plus on your keyboard. And then I just turn all my games to that, you know, set all the settings to that. So then I don't have to worry about the mouse at all. I just set the games to that and it's done. Well, um, I don't know. So I guess maybe uh, if Corsair hasn't gotten their act together, I doubt MSI has. So uh, I'll be yeah. waiting to order my, my foot switch. Um, I remember... There was uh oh I, there's one positive thing I could say about the the foot pedal thing is it could be used for uh like accessibility reasons. Yeah, like I can totally see that. Could, yeah, it could give you some extra functionality there, but um otherwise I think it's just a gimmick. I think the idea is yeah. that you know how like when you're playing a game uh and you're you're like really into it, you know, you mm-hmm. might like twitch your foot to the side or something <laughs> like that. I think that <laughs> this is supposed to give you that extra edge, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I don't uh. think it's gonna work for me. <laughs> I'd be well, I'd be going crazy with the thing. I'd be like twitching it all over the place, screwing up, freaking jumping when I don't want to. <laughs> you know, you know, I I have a, a buddy of mine like a, like years ago. The same guy I told the story about the land party uh, okay. friend I had. It was it was that guy. Um, he had this device that he strapped around his head. <laughs> he he ordered this thing online. It was like two hundred bucks, and. He, you strap this like sensor <laughs> headband thing around your head, and then it plugs in USB to your your PC. And supposedly, uh, and you tell it like what game it had like settings for like specific uh-huh. games, you know. And so like you set it for Counter Strike or whatever, right? And uh, it, it supposedly it would read it would like read your like <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. Like your, yeah, you like your your, back- <laughs> your brow. Like it would like sense where your brow is. Like if you're angry, it would like, I don't know. If your brow's lower, it knows that you're angry. So it's like, it it turns up your mouse speed or something. No, it was supposedly reacting. It was supposedly reacting like to to like real twitchy games. Oh my gosh. So like if you like twitch to to shoot at somebody in an FPS, supposedly like that little bit of, (laughs) that little bit of uh, like, you know, brain functionality, that little twitch that you do, uh, it was supposed to help you like, like fire faster. And it was supposed to give you that like, that like half a percent edge over the other guy that didn't have the the strap around his forehead, you know, and uh, and it was a total, it was it was totally bogus. Like it was. It oh was, yeah, I could totally tell a- that would be bogus. <laughs> First off, the drivers for that must be a nightmare. Like a medical science team has to come to your house and set it up. It's like- basically. <laughs> Welcome to Crowbar Kernel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux and gaming. This is episode three, and tonight is our first night live streaming this show. We're live streaming to the Undercast Collective podcast channel. Uh, We'll also have the episode, the edited version of the episode will be on the uh, Kernel Crowbar, or blah, 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 the (laughs) Crowbar Kernel Panic YouTube channel. Um, so definitely check both those channels out. And uh, if you want to, you know, 7 o'clock, uh, two weeks from now, Friday, two weeks from now, we should uh, be doing another show, you know, live right here as long as this goes well. As long as everything doesn't crash and burn, I think we'll I think we'll make it. I think we'll be fine. Although we did, we did almost crash and burn because on Mintcast, we're trying out Arch distributions. And so my <laughs> desktop is uh, running Arch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and uh, right before the show, I decided that's the best. Uh, that's the best time. The best time to install updates is whenever you already have OBS open and you've got all of your layout set. That is that's the perfect time. Perfect to, time. To, definitely to the perfect updates. time. Yeah. Uh, so so crashing and burning is is definitely a possibility in this episode, but. If we do that and you want to send us some feedback about how angry you are that the show crashed <laughs> and burned, uh, we don't have a show pod, we don't have a show email yet, but you can email me at bo at mintcast.org. Josh, I would put you in here, but I'm not confident you actually have a Mintcast email. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do because I've been asking and no one has told me where to go to actually even get the know, email. I, so I keep I keep saying I'm going to help you with it, and then we never we never do it. We never do it. It's I'm all sorry. good. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Every it's time all we good. get together, we're doing this it's podcast. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Two weeks from now, the the special, the Crowbar Kernel Panic special will be how to set up a Gmail <laughs> on a Gmail hosted email service. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you can send, uh, Oh, I set up a voicemail account. I don't have it in here, so I'll put it in the show notes. If you want to leave a voicemail, I'll put the Skype information for the show, um, in the show notes and you can do that there. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know you could do something like that. Yeah, we do it for, we do it for other podcasts that I do. So I thought, uh, I thought I would do it. Oh, we got, uh, we got my boy Halen in the chat. He says, uh, the late eighties style quality technology, uh, get, Oh, he calls the head strap, the get good strap. Yeah, that's what it was. It's the get good strap. It's so good. Um, but uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to finalize our review of Elder Scrolls Online and its current status on Linux. Uh, when we talked about it last week, I was unaware that they they had a brand new um, patch coming out. So like we immediately started testing the game on Linux and they dropped a new patch that changed everything. None of my characters had any of their talent points anymore. And so... Um, I don't know. It's kind of a good way to kind of pick up the game again because it was like everybody was starting fresh. All right. Uh, did I lose you? You there? No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Um, all right. So first up, let's go into our wanderings. Um, how, how's your week been, Josh? How, how have you been lately? Well, I've been pretty good. Um, basically doing the same things I've been doing all winter, vegging out because I don't have any work because I work landscaping and winter is not conducive to landscaping. So, Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> That'll be starting in probably like a week or two. So my, I worked, uh, my, my father, uh, my, my stepfather, who's no longer my stepfather. My parents got divorced. He's nobody to me now, but at the time he was my <laughs> stepfather and, uh, he had a brick mason company and I spent summers working with him uh, laying bricks and it was um it was like terrible worst job like i i could never do that again and then um yeah that's even worse pray. than landscaping <laughs> yeah dude it was awful um i used to just have to like move piles of bricks from like one side of the site to the other yeah that's, they lay down the line to do bad. the next wall and sure enough, I'd have to move that pile of bricks again. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, "Come on, guys! Like, let's just plan. <laughs> let's plan ahead. I don't want to get a plan twice. here." <laughs> but I used to like pray for cold weather and rain. I, I yep. just I knew I wasn't getting paid, but I also didn't want to go to work. So that's the problem with the landscaping is when it rains, I have to do all the stuff that I can't can't get done when it, we're actually working. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't end. <laughs> Never ends. Um. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been kind of like doing two jobs right now because I'm transitioning from from run world one role to another, and then uh, my replacement comes in in a couple of weeks, so I'll be training somebody. Um, so yeah, it's been a pain to say the least. Um, 
But I tried out a game this week. Um, last Epic. I've never heard of last, this one. Last Epoch. Epoch. That's last what Epoch. I, that, that's what I say. <laughs> yeah, I was saying Epic. I was saying Epic, but I knew that it wasn't spelled like Epic. So right. I was I was like holding out the O, but it's it's Last Epoch apparently. Um, but it's an action. It's an action RPG. It's um the company that makes it is actually they've they've released it there's a linux version of the game and so that was one of the reasons i wanted to try it out i find it well i'm pulling it up over here um so the company that puts it out let's see they should have their it's the 11th hour games and right now the game is 34.99 on steam it's early access and I really like the game a lot. Like it's it's a it's an ARPG. It's really similar to uh, what you see with, uh, um, you know, it's like sort of you know Diablo is the most famous one, but it's similar to uh, Path of Exile. You know those, those okay, types so, of games. All right, I was going to ask um, what an ARPG exactly is. Yeah, well, you know, it's like uh, it's action RPG and okay. Uh, oh, action. That's what about, it stands for. Okay. Going in the dungeons, killing stuff, getting gold and getting loot, and then you just right okay. You keep doing that over and over again until you get better loot, do harder dungeons, and it's just that endless cycle. Yeah, I'm seeing it here. It looks, yeah, it's basically like Diablo, like you said. Yeah, pretty cool. It's I like the graphics of this. Yeah, it looks really, really good. The weird thing of the game is though, like whenever you whenever you log into the game, it's uh, it's got the like the character creation screen Mm -hmm. and the graphics. Let me let me tell you what happened. So I, <laughs> I bought the game and I was like thirty five dollars. Like this seems like a ton, but they're a Linux publisher. You know they 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 made it available for Linux. I want to I want to support that. So I right. picked the game up, try it out, <clears throat> and uh, so so I was willing to kind of pay a little bit more of a premium. Like thirty five, I think, is a little high for an ARPG. Um, and it's even worse in this case because currently this game is only solo. You can't actually play multiplayer yet. Now it's oh, in their development weird. cycle. Um, oh, so this game is like new. Yeah. Yo, yeah oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was new. Okay. Yeah. Completely early access. And, um, it's development cycle. It's nice because they're really public about like what they're doing. They, they have, uh, they have their like kind of milestones and stuff posted here on, um, their phases is what they call it. They have all their phases posted here on um, on Steam, and um, they show you where they're at in the phase. They have certain highlights for, I guess, what they're working on. You know, what's more important than other items, and they have multiplayer testing in phase three, which is the next one to come out supposedly uh, February eighteenth. Um, so um, we'll see that when it gets here. Um, I think the game once it has multiplayer will be a whole lot more valuable than it is today. Um, Oh wait, January, February. Wait, no, no, wait. Oh, oh, they're behind. I don't know. It doesn't have multiplayer. I'll tell you that. Um, but they, <laughs> the guy has a YouTube channel. He's he's posting his progress on there. He's like talking to the fans. He's pretty open about like where he's at in development of the game. So is this and like so, a team of people or is it just this guy? I think it's a small team. Small I think team. It's a small team. There's a public okay. face to it, but right. it can't just be him. Like that would right, just be right. too. Yeah, it'd be way a lot. too good for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is a guy that is like he's there is a guy that is like the majority of the responses and stuff is, is this one guy. Right. Um he's probably like the lead dev, I would say then. Yeah. So it's hard for me to tell people to buy it at thirty five bucks if it's only single player. To me, that's yeah. that's the thing that's keeping me from recommending it. I think it's a twenty dollar game, as is, but I couldn't imagine spending more than twenty dollars if I'm not gonna play with other people. Right. Um so 
I don't know, but it's but it's good enough. I'll tell you what happened the other night. I was playing Path of Exile, and I was trying it out because I know uh, Leo talks about Path of Exile. You had mentioned it, and I thought it might be something that we play uh, for the podcast. So I was yeah, thinking, I tried it a little bit too. I was thinking I should reinstall it and give it a shot, and then I installed it, and I'm telling you, I didn't even leave the like starting area where you have to kill the big the big mutant guy. I, right. I was like, you know what? I would rather be playing last epoch right now hmm. and so i just i switched that and every night i've been playing this game and getting a little bit further into the story uh story progression and so uh, there is like a story like that's part of the game it's not yeah, like a- yeah there's no like voice acting or anything okay. so like the story is just told through through dialogue okay um and uh this and the story is pretty out there for an arpg it's like you know, it involves time travel, so it's like in a oh, fantasy okay. setting, but you're able to go to like a prehistoric age. Oh, um, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Like it's you you might be on a map, right? And then there's mm-hmm. a portal that you can go through. If you go through that portal, you'll be on the same map, but the vegetation and the like a different time. things are different because it's a different time. Yeah. Ah, um, interesting. Imagine, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I am ima- I'm not positive, but I I imagine that they use that in ways that like maybe you couldn't traverse this area during the time that you happen to be in, but if you use the portal and go to a different time, you know the vegetation was different and it allowed you to cross. You know that's that's right. Thing. That's cool. Um, so it's it's really cool. I've also watched videos of people that have like set up different like, um, combos and different like types. It has like a large skill tree. Not as large as Path of Exile, but it's but it's it's, it's that similar yeah. thing where it's like you know you can invest solely in this one skill, or you can spread that out over different things. You you can't possibly um, you can't possibly have enough points to get everything, so you have to decide you know what route you're going to go. Um, it's similar to uh, Elder Scrolls Online in that you only have so many options on your action bar. So even as you gain skills, you have to decide what's best for my, you know, combo. Um, So I I like that. Um, So there's like Hmm. actual choice instead of just having access to every skill and really only one choice, you know. That sounds pretty cool. I'll definitely have to... uh to look at some some gameplay about it. I'm not going to spend $35 on it not not yet at least. I, I say wait. Yeah. I don't yeah. know I don't know if the price is going to change as more features are released or like a sale maybe. Steam's usually pretty good for sales. Yeah, yeah this seems like the type of game that would go on sale like a 50% mm-hmm. or more sale. Yeah. Maybe you should watch for that for sure. Um like I said, I picked it up. I've bought games before just cuz I wanted to support the publisher. Right. This was kind of that case for me. Is I like the way they were approaching their communication. And I like the idea that it was just like, you know, no Proton required, no running it through Wine. It's just right. you purchase it on Linux, you download it, you play it on Linux, and uh, and the game runs great. Um, the thing I was going to – I started telling this story, and then I got sidetracked, but the when I first logged into the game for the very first time, on the character creation screen, you see your different options. And everything's gender locked, so like if you are the Necromancer, for example, you have to play that Necromancer. There's no like – changing your hair, changing to a male mm, model, okay. or there's no none of that. You just pick that. That's what you got. That's not so, uncommon in ARPGs. As a matter of fact, right. um, Path of Exile is the same yep, way. Same way, yep. Um, I don't prefer that. I like to kind of make us because I kind of kind of make a similar character to myself, which is which is kind of cheesy, and he's way more <laughs> muscular and fit than me. But he's kind of like what the person I you wish you could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's what I would be if I lived in this brutal world, right? Where, like, yeah, right. I can't just sit in front of my computer drinking milkshakes all day. <laughs> um, 
and so uh yeah so i kind of build like a certain type of character um and uh but not you know most of my friends are not like that that's just something i I get hung up on that but most people don't so i don't think that's a big thing for the game yeah i usually go for like the totally like non-human races most of the time like i just like being totally different yeah i like that too in a lot of games too i I, it has to be it it depends it depends yeah it does depend human or i'm something like an orc or something like that right like like in Final Fantasy, I don't like being the little potato people or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lala fails. Um, so so y- anyway, so I, that was the first thing. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like it. And then I saw the models themselves on that screen. They don't look that great. I'm not going to lie. I even closed the game and went to the Steam uh, where you can request a refund. Because I'd only played the game for like four minutes. So I knew I'd get oh, an geez. automatic refund. <laughs> The only reason, the only reason I didn't do it was, and, and and I only say that because I've been burned in the past where I've bought like a $30 game that was made by any developer. And I was like, oh, I want to support that. And then when I started playing the game, I was like, oh, this is just some guy that's using like, you know, he's using the basic models that comes with whatever free engine he's using. You know, and I'm just like, you know, I, this is not worth my support. Right. Um, and, and I was scared that I was getting burned in that fashion. And so... But the reason I didn't was I was like, they have it available for Linux. I just started this podcast. I, I should do this. Really give it a shot. I can talk. If it's awful, I can talk about it. And so, <laughs> and so I went ahead and I went ahead and went back in and did it anyway. And I I got to say I'm really glad I did because whenever you see the models in the world, it's it it looks good. It's just whenever you see it on that that opening screen. They just look kind of goofy for some reason, but the game is really heavily in early access, and I would rather them work on the multiplayer than work on fixing the animations and the models, although I know that is something they have that also on their public roadmap. So, you know, if, what if engine you do they use? try it, what's that? What engine do they use? Uh, I, I really don't know. I, um, I, could probably, I could probably look that up. Uh, they don't have it out in the front on their... Uh, yeah. On there, it says, uh, Last Epoch combines time travel, exciting dungeon crawling, engrossing character customization. Oh, well, yeah, that is true with as far as your spells and things, just not in your appearance. Um, and endless uh, replayability to create. That's true, too, is I already want to try a Necromancer. That's I picked the like, Paladin archetype. Um, right. because it was the, it, it was the build that I most thought I could live with, um, since I can't change anything, but I really wanted to make a necromancer. So I think I might play through the game again, uh, with a necromancer. I'd have to look up to see what engine it's, it's built on. But, um, anyway, so I, I give it a, I give it a, a high rating. I want to watch this game and see where it goes, but I say, wait, don't buy it yet. Um, let's wait and see if it goes on sale. Let's wait and see if they get multiplayer working. Um, and then, and then we'll see. See if it's worth buying at that point. Did you play anything this week? Uh, yeah, I um, I have been playing Valheim. Actually, um, I got it when you got it, and I've been like addicted to that game. Like I've yeah. been playing ESO two, but like it, it, I didn't really think about it until I was talking to, or I was listening to a podcast. Yeah, I think I was actually listening to the Ubuntu podcast, and he mentioned that it's like when he first started to play Minecraft, that's how it felt. And then I, I, once he said that it like clicked with me and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. Like I used to love Minecraft. That used to be my game. Yeah. So I've never played Minecraft. There's obviously a, a, a generational difference between you and I, cause I had <laughs> never played, uh, uh, what was the game last, last week? Uh, RuneScape. RuneScape. I never played yeah. RuneScape. 
Um, I've never played Minecraft. Never once. Oh, My little man. sister did. My little sister played Minecraft. I watched her do it. And it... I've seen some cool things that have been made in, in Minecraft, but I've never actually played myself. Right. But I think if you're, you're not right. like a builder, it's not really like you don't really yeah. like it. That's the thing. Like I just like to be able to just build stuff, just go crazy with it. Yeah. Well, they always say it's 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 Legos for PC is is what they always. That's really say about what it Minecraft. is. Yep. Um, yeah. I I I picked up Valheim also. Um, because I knew we were going to talk about it on the on the show, and it's like all the hotness right now. We talked about last week how it sold like five million copies. Um and uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I put in the show notes. I said, uh, "What's all the talk about Valheim?" Um, and in the Linux Mint uh, gaming Discord, I you know I posted like someone's gonna have to tell me like what they love so much about about Valheim, and uh, I just didn't it didn't click with me. But I think a big part of it is playing with other people. Are you playing by yourself or are you playing with somebody I'm, else? I'm actually playing by myself. Like, I, I it's it's just relaxing. You can just walk around, chopping trees, getting resources, building your house, doing whatever. Uh, well, yeah. until you get to the second area, then it's a little bit more daring because there's way harder uh, monsters and stuff. Like, there's okay. actually bosses that you have to fight. There are bosses for each, like, area you're at. And I just got done beating the first boss and now the second area is much harder so i have to really work on getting better equipment because i basically have the the first level equipment right now <laughs> i didn't really upgrade that at all but um so yeah i'm working on that um to uh, uh, just, beat these monsters uh game master 114 says the unity engine i think he's talking about the last epo- uh last okay epo- yeah that makes sense that, that's what i would think i think valheim's the same engine yeah, and and I've I've seen I know Albion is is Unity. Um, oh, okay. And I've seen that games that are made on Unity are all, almost always cross platform because I right. think that game that engine is optimized for that. Yep. Um yeah, so my experience with Valheim, I bought it. I logged in on the char- I knew it was a game where you stood up your own server or you joined a server. And so I stood up my own server on my PC and cuz I cuz I kind of thought that it was like uh, like a PVP kind of game. So like if I joined somebody's server, they would just all just come gank me. Right. Um, but I was wrong about that. It's not, it's very, it's very PVE focused, even when you play with other people. Um, but, uh, whenever I, I didn't realize the graphics were the way that they were. when I launched the game and I was on the character creation screen, twice in a row i'm judging games for their character creations. I I did the same thing with Valheim. I was kind of like, Ooh, yeah, I, I even like looked up like pictures of the game and videos and things to make sure that it wasn't just because I knew I was playing on Linux. I was like, maybe I've got some weird settings turned on. Right, right, right. Like, like I, I'm running on the lowest graphics because I couldn't figure out. Yeah, what kind I've, of I've had that I had. happen. I've had that happen on Linux before. So, oh, oh yeah, that's a real common thing. Like, if it thinks a lot of times you'll launch a game and it'll be like, hey, I don't think your graphics card can handle this, and it's like, nah, bruh. <laughs> yep, it can. Trust me. <laughs> You click that button like I got this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after the game launches and you're in the world, it's all about atmosphere. The music's yeah. really soothing. Um, like the the particle, uh, like it's just it has a really good physics and particle. When effects. you like chop down a tree and it falls on another tree, it'll break the branches off the tree and possibly even knock the tree down. And if you're it'll- in that path, it'll kill you. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it'll fall on you and kill you if you if you don't move out of the way. Um, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's it, it won me over once I started playing. Like 
um, as far as the mood of it. Um, I, I was no longer bothered by the the low res graphics. It's it's designed right. that way. It feels on purpose. It's it's kind of like a little bit better graphics Minecraft. That's what it is. Yeah. Like oh, I think it's a lot better than Minecraft. Oh yeah, like a yeah, whole y- lot better. Yeah. yeah. But what I mean is like it's better graphics, but it's the same thing as Minecraft, kind of. <laughs> there's a game I talked about on uh there's a game I talked about on Mintcast one time, uh called Graven. Um, okay. And it was kind of the same thing where it had it had these low resolution pixelated graphics, but it was designed to be run on uh a high end gaming system. And so it took advantage of uh of the sort of the sound density and the atmospheric moody you know nature of this of sound and it took advantage of lighting and particle effects and um you know everything it was very stylized in that way but it didn't feel like oh they're trying to make a cheap game it felt right. like this is very on purpose graven's another really good game i can't it's uh it's not out yet. It's on my wish list. Um, and when it comes out, we will definitely be talking about that a lot. <laughs> cool. I'll have to check it out. I never heard of it. I'm already obsessed with it and the, I, you can't even play it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, 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 like you, I found the game. I found, um, I found Valheim re- very soothing and like it was, I, I, I could see just like kind of getting lost and just kind of. Yeah. Like if you get, if you get the to the time. place where there's like a, a lake. You can just sit by the like you got there's a key that you press and you can sit like on the ground like Indian style and you will you can just look out at the lake as the sun's going down and it's just like you could just relax yourself right there. It's like you're right there with it. So should should Valheim be our next our next game for next month? I I think so. I, I, I well, I mean unless you wanted to do Albion because we uh we did decide we were might we might do that, but we could do out yeah. Valheim because I like Valheim we, a lot. We had talked about Albion. I don't think now's the time for Albion for me. <laughs> uh, with just like with many MMOs, you kind of binge and purge. I did my binge, and now I'm on the purge cycle for Albion. I'm yeah, bored I think it. I'm on the. I think I'm on the same way, and I'm just like I, I. I got to the point where I got past the um the initial like training area, and yeah. now I'm just like, what do I do? Like I'm gathering resources, but I don't really know how to get further. Like, is there a getting further, or is it just like you're here and you can just go wherever you want and do whatever you want? It's all about making omelets from now on. It's nothing but omelets. <laughs> Omelets. omelets. Omelets all, all day. all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> now you need to make like a thousand omelets and put them in your pack and then just take a picture of all your omelets in your in your inventory. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... uh. So the rest of the game in Albion, it, well, so here's the thing. I'm I'm not good at Albion because I can't do any of the PvP aspect of it. I just avoid that. And you kind of have to do that to do the in-game content. Um, and so... The, but but from where you are, what you should be doing next is basically learning to craft better gear. Right. So you're probably in like tier two gear or something like that. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yep. You've got to you've got to craft more tier two gear in order to become better and in order to become better at that, so that you can then craft tier three gear. Right. Um. It'll also require you being able to craft better tools so that you so can like, craft the tools required oh, to make tier three gear. Um, and then when you make the gear, you can't wear it unless you've <laughs> killed enough things wearing tier two. Gear. So that's that's the trick. Okay, see now, okay, now that makes sense to me. Like I had no idea how to progress. Now I now yeah. I understand how you progress in this game. Like I watched YouTube videos, I read 
all... guides, and none of them made sense to me. That made more sense to me than all of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's how I play the game, and I could be doing it wrong because I I watch YouTube videos about Albion, and it's like all about PvP. Or oh, there's geez. a lot of videos about farming. See, about I'm not going into out PvP and gathering. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. It's it's there are there's dungeons you do in the world, and you can do them as single player or you can do them in a group of four, and um, so doing those will help you um, kill high enough because you you can't just kill anything and get right. better at wearing the gear. You have to kill certain, oh, certain level okay. things. Okay. So if you do the dungeons, so there's tier one, there's like tier two, tier three, tier four dungeons, that sort of thing. So if you kill the dungeon that matches your tier, okay, you'll kill enough things that you'll be able to then carry, you know, ten three tier three once you can craft it. So how do you get to the dungeon? Like uh, there's a there's a guy so they're they're out in the world and you can just you can look on the map and see them. Oh, okay. All right. Or there's a guy in town that you go talk to and he can give you a quest, which is the best uh, way to do it because okay. then you get a bonus for doing the quest. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how to do quests. Like is there other quests other than that one or is that just it? Like you just do quests to get to the area that you need to get to. There's not many, but there are. Sometimes okay. when you're out in the world, you'll see a guy with an exclamation over his head. But it's not like in right, like World yeah. Warcraft or something where you go. Where to there's a like town thousands of quests. Yeah, of yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just okay. Spontaneous. I, like to, to to give you an example, I started playing again uh, when we talked about it on the last episode. I had been playing for a couple weeks, and so now a couple weeks now have passed. So I've been playing for more than a month since I came back to the game. Right. And uh, I've not done a quest the entire time. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I mean, I'm making done that omelet. I've done the dungeon <laughs> things where you go talk to the guy and go do the dungeon, but yeah, okay. See, I didn't I even do that. I didn't even know about that, so I'll, I'll have to try that just to see how it is. Yeah, that's to, to me. That's my favorite part is doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, because like RuneScape has that kind of thing where you go to the dungeon and you like get, gather resources and all this crap, and you fight certain people, and then you get to the end where there's a boss and you fight him. Basically, is that how it is? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly okay. How it is. Like okay, two so there's I could get I could get behind that. Yeah. And uh, I think I think um, I think both you and I would would enjoy Albin if we played together. Yeah. But playing by myself, I log in, I go to my farm, I pick up <laughs> oh, whatever yes. grew. Overnight. I was going to ask you about this farm thing. Like, how the heck do you oh, get this farm thing? I figured out about that. You only get the farm after you have done after you've signed up for one month of their like premium. Oh, okay. Yeah, I read that. I read something about an island you get after the if you do the um, premium thing. Yeah, that's where the farm is. Is the island? Okay. I think uh, that I've okay. had the game so long that that was not a thing when I first did it. But oh, that being said, right, right. you don't have to buy premium with cash. You can buy it with gold, and you may already have enough gold to oh to, okay to buy it. Well, I'll have to try that then. Yeah. Um. That's but, cool. Uh, yeah, but for me, that's where I've spent ninety nine percent of my time because I basically <laughs> do my farm. I, I play I play Farmville, right? Like this is basically the Facebook game Farmville, just in 3D form. And and then I go do the dungeon, and then I'm like, well, I don't know what else to do, so I guess I'm uh, logging Log off. off and I'll play Last Epoch. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason I'm playing right now is I still have like 15 days of premium, and then whenever uh, it runs out, you feel I'll obligated at this point. Yeah, yeah. So my vote would be that we don't do we don't do Albion okay. for the next one. All right, that sounds that's fair to me. And uh, the group of people that we played uh, ESO with also plays Valheim, so maybe we can. Oh, maybe okay. That's, 
Maybe that's the best. Yeah, I think you can get up to ten people on a server on Valheim, which is which seems to be like perfect for me because like I hate when you go on a world, there's a hundred people there and everyone's killing everyone else or everyone's like claimed a spot and you can't take it and it's just like no, I can't stand that. So I'm glad they only did ten. I've never played this type of game. Like I've never I never played Minecraft. Uh, any games like this that I played where you kind of like were dropped off naked in a world and had to build a hut and stuff. <laughs> I did it land parties. So it was like a kind of a one night kind of thing. I've never right. like done this like long term. That's where so. the game gets interesting is the long term because like once you beat the first boss, you get the ability to make a pickaxe. So then you can dig. So then you can make like, you know, tunnels and whatever you want. And then you can get rocks and stuff, which helps, you know, build other things. And uh, you can break boulders, which is a pain in the neck because the first house I built was fr- there was a freaking boulder in the middle, and I couldn't take it anymore. So the first thing I did when I got that pickaxe was destroy that boulder. Yeah, I had a beehive in my house, and I couldn't figure out how to get it out, <laughs> and so I just said, you know what, burn it I'll, with fire. I'll find another house. I tried to light a fire <laughs> in there, and then it wouldn't leave. I don't know if I didn't light it in the oh. right place or something. Yes, don't light a fire in a house with no door. <laughs> you will suffocate. Yeah, that seems like good advice. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a mechanic of the game, and then I re- learned the hard way. It's, it's like my game starts going red, and like my health bar is going down. Like, what is going on? And then I realized the game's getting foggier and foggier, and I realized the smoke's building in my house. I like put my dude to sleep uh, the first time I played the game, and I played for like an hour or two. And then once I got the bed made and everything, I put him to sleep, and I've not I've not logged in yet. So my guy's still sleeping. <laughs> He's gonna be well rested. Yeah, sleep um, is your friend in that game. Get you through the night of death. All right, all right. I got I got to learn more about it. I think I think we've got I want to find you seem to know why you like it. So I got to find out why people are obsessed with this game. And so I I'm, I will show I you the ways. Good idea. I think this is a good idea. <laughs> um so uh do you want to get in the news or uh what else you've been doing this week that you want to talk about? Uh yeah, well I've been uh, kind of distro hopping half because of Mintcast yeah. and, and uh, going to Endeavor and half because I really, really want to use OpenSUSE Tumbleweed. I love that distro and I just I couldn't make it work on my uh, system with um, NVIDIA graphics. Uh, so I, it worked, but like every time there's a kernel update, the driver doesn't work for NVIDIA, so you have to roll back because OpenSUSE uses um, ButterFS, which you can roll back easily. And you have to just wait there until NVIDIA updates it for the kernel, and then you can update your system, and then it'll work. So I'm like, I can't stand that. I, I want, I need to log in, update my system, and have it be fine when I reboot. So, but But I did try games with it, and... It were definitely it was definitely not as good performance as Linux Mint. Like I, hmm. it was, it was just it was close, but it wasn't there. There were still some glitches. There were still some like stuttering a little bit. Um, but you have to install that game mode that um, Ubuntu has pre-installed because that fixes a lot of glitching and stuff like that. But it still didn't fix it totally on OpenSUSE Tumbleweed. Hmm. So. It seems to me like I don't know that I've ever heard anyone talk about using OpenSUSE for gaming. That doesn't seem to be like what they're kind of tailored for. Um, I mean, the only time I ever really hear about uh, SUSE Linux is in like an enterprise uh, world. You're like you're like one of the only people I know that like uses OpenSUSE 
like as their desktop. I mean, I know people do, but as far as like, <laughs> I guess the people right. I hang out with, it's not common. Right. Well, I, I just, I just like it because it uses ButterFS and I love ButterFS so much because it's so easy to use and, and to roll back and to keep your data safe and all that stuff. And like, like if your disk is messed up at all, it'll tell you immediately. Like you'll, you'll know before it, before it totally dies so you can save your data. Um, so that's really why I use it for the most part. I mean, I use Mint otherwise, but I still use ButterFS under that. So, well, that's what I was going to say is is you could still use ButterFS just in a different. Like, is there any reason you you specifically want to use ButterFS with OpenSUSE? Well, the reason why I use it on my laptops is because I have Intel graphics, and um, that then the newer kernels get better. You know fixes for all that kind of stuff for the graphics and stuff because it's built into the kernel that's the only reason why i like it on there like if i had a amd graphics card i probably would be on open tumbleweed pretty much all the time yeah that's that's i i need to learn more about open i know that like you use zipper instead of, yep <laughs> instead of app yum or pack or pacman zippered up that's what you got to do i don't know any so i need to i need to kind of do a crash course actually because um at it's work, not that much be, different yeah well I I I just need I probably just need to specifically do a crash course in Zipper, mm-hmm. and then I probably will be fine as far as everything else. Right. But I have to do a presentation where I have to talk about like uh, different environments uh, that are used in a corporate world, and that's the one that I'm not really oh, aware okay. of is the SUSE one. So I'm gonna have to learn more about it pretty soon. I might I might send you some questions actually. Okay. Like I said, you're like you're like the person I know that uses it the most. Out of, out of just remember, Yast is the lifeblood of OpenSUSE. <laughs> yeah, so what is Yast? What is is that a package manager? No, um it's like everything. It's it's literally like the the KDE settings of of everything. You can do like um Samba shares with it, you can do N- NF or NTF, NFT, whatever shares with it. Um you can set up like to, like all the software goes through it. You, it's like a software center as well. It, it, there's so many things. Like I can't even describe. I haven't even touched like half the things that it does. Like I mean, so it's I, it's like a it's more of like an OS manipulator. Or it's yeah, like yeah, a, it does all the all the under the hood stuff that you do in the terminal on like Ubuntu and uh, Fedora, but it does it in the GUI, which is super nice for certain things. Hmm. The only problem I have with it is they don't have it everything full featured. So some things you have to do partially in the GUI and partially in the terminal. But usually it's very few things in the terminal. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. You might you might be all right. Any gamers out there on OpenSUSE, <laughs> write in and let us know. I've got to know if this is like way if I just don't know many people other than Josh, or if this, <laughs> if this is uh, really not as common as uh, I think it is. Um, that's really cool. I I. I've done the well. We talked about it at the opening of the show. I did. I did the switch uh, for Mintcast. I'm going to talk about that more when we when we go there. But from a from a gaming perspective, um, the thing I like about running an Arch based distro for gaming is just that, like, you get like bleeding edge, like right. graphics drivers and kernel. I think I think OpenSUSE Tumbleweed is just as good as Arch as far as bleeding edge stuff. I mean, it, I, I get I, I'm getting more updates on OpenSUSE Tumbleweed than I am on on Endeavor. Like uh, like more. Oh yeah, Endeavor uh, I, I, is not a rolling release, right? Or is yeah, it, yeah, it's rolling. It's basically it Arch, okay. but with a few extras. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so the tumble. Oh, you said open source, uh, open source tumbleweed. Tumbleweed is their rolling. That's rolling, rolling, yeah. Instruct. It's okay. like bleeding, bleeding edge. Like I mean, I had the I had the newest Linux kernel before Endeavor had it. Gotcha. So yeah, so you get that same advantage. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I maybe maybe there is a reason to use open source tumbleweed. I I would not advise it if you're going to use um, Nvidia unless you don't mind not upgrading for up to like two weeks. So why do you think? Why do you think it was so different than something like Arch? Like if you if you got the latest Nvidia driver, well, it, it shouldn't be any different. I, I would imagine Arch would be the same way if you updated the kernel and Nvidia didn't have the right driver for it yet, like the the graphics driver. Unless unless um, Arch gets the graphics driver updated in their system first before OpenSUSE does. Like maybe they take a week to test it. Maybe I don't know. My understand I I could be wrong but my understanding is they just put it out there and if you decide to mm-hmm. upgrade to it you're on your own. That's kind of right. the way I I think but I could be wrong about that. I don't yeah, cuz like I couldn't have even went to Nvidia's site and downloaded it and installed it because they didn't even have it out yet. Like it wasn't even on their mm-hmm. site yet. So I had to wait till they updated it. They just did it like last week but I just said forget it. I'm not going to I'm not going to deal with that every every time the kernel updates. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I tried doing. I'm going to talk about this on Mintcast, but I tried doing Endeavor, and um, I had similar trouble to what you're describing. It uh, didn't seem to run my graphics card correctly. Yeah, I had like crazy resolution and stuff, and I never got to the point to even test a game. Um, and I ultimately just decided in the past, whenever I've just installed Arch, uh, you you know, and I, I follow like the either the wiki or a tutorial. I've never had to do any of the extraneous stuff to get my graphics drivers to work. Um, and when I went to in Endeavor, I Googled the error I was getting and there was all these people that were describing how to fix it, but it just seemed like these steps are more difficult than just installing arch. And so right. I, I went, I just went through the, <laughs> the steps take longer than installing the whole of arch. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'd rather just start over than to try to fix this basically. Um, oh man. But uh, let's do some news. I'm trying, I'm trying to make sure we stay on track because last time yeah. we like recorded an entire episode and then we were like, oh, oh yeah, crap, we haven't talked about Outer Scrolls yet. <laughs> yeah, let's keep, <laughs> let's keep moving. <laughs> and I know this next one was actually what I wanted to be the meat of the show, but we've, but we've talked oh, about yeah. so much more. Um, but so <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. We'll come back to do ESO uh, a different day if we have to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> episode 53. We're going to do ESO eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so... NVIDIA versus Radeon CPU performance specifically. Um, and uh, uh, we have a link to this article in the in the show notes, the, the article, or it's a video, rather. Uh, NVIDIA, ha- NVIDIA has a driver overhead problem, uh, GeForce versus Radeon, on low-end CPUs. Um, so I thought this was fascinating. I... I um, I, I really enjoyed the the breakdown. Let me see. I'm going to click the link so that I can give out the guy's YouTube yeah. channel. Although I'm yeah, sure. hardware hard is it hardware unboxed? Is that what it is? It I'm pretty is. sure that's what it is. Hardware unboxed. Yeah, he's like one of the best people to give you like like freaking detailed information on anything hardware related. Just skipping through some of the video just so I can show some of it, but you know I don't want to show too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, he goes through and he compares uh, several different um, Ryzen chips, Intel chips, um, and then how they perform on AMD, um, or I'm sorry, how they perform using the Radeon 
graphics drivers versus the NVIDIA graphics drivers. And in many cases, using a older Radeon card, but with a lower end CPU, and by lower end, we're not saying, we're saying like my CPU, like a Ryzen 7 right. 1700X. Right, we're, or my old one, the 58 or 5600, uh, or sorry, right. the 2600. It, 2600. Yeah, the 56 is your new one. Um, and you could see, but it's good you brought that up because you could see the types of performance increases that you saw by switching CPUs. Right. Just by switching to an older Radeon card. Yeah. And this like, is. I, I, I could have easily gotten like a 580 and probably kept my, my uh, CPU and got the same performance gain. Right. Which and is the, crazy. The hypothesis is that. Because the NVIDIA drivers are just so CPU intense that on games that utilize the CPU over the graphics card, you're you're neglecting so much of your CPU performance that it outweighs your fancy, expensive NVIDIA card. So in games like Elder Scrolls, if you play a lot of MMOs, this is probably true for almost every MMO. We talked about that last week, about how upgrading right. your CPU improves the performance on MMOs because they're so CPU intense versus being graphics card intense. Um, so it's, it's, it's just really interesting. I have a few questions about it. I wanted to ask you on the air. Um, how similar do you think, cause all his testing I'm sure is on windows. So how yes. similar do you think the NVIDIA graphics driver is, um, on windows compared to how it is on Linux? I, I, it, truthfully, I can't answer that because they're yeah. all proprietary, and I mean, you don't know what's inside. It's just you mm. just got to trust that they do it right, and obviously, they don't on Windows. So why would they do it right on Linux? Yeah, let's see. In his, uh, I should have kept that tab open because in his, um, he actually links to some. Uh, see if I could easily open it with Control Shift T, but it didn't give it to me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's it's uh it's tough to say. I mean, my my hypothesis, my you know, my my best guess would be that it would be similar. I think Nvidia drivers. If you look at the Nvidia 460 driver running on on Linux, it's probably less overhead than what you see on Windows. But that probably just has a lot to do with Windows and not necessarily right. the most driver. of it is Windows, most likely. Right. But then it's you have bit- to also put into take to account when you're doing uh, graphics that are windows games when you're doing games sorry that are windows games on linux you have to take a little bit off the top for the uh, cpu performance because it's got to convert those uh, DirectX to vulcan yeah yeah that's true and that's getting better every day but yeah but that is right. still true yeah yeah for sure um you kind of have to you kind of have to overperform a little bit on on linux anyway in the first learn that the hard way <laughs> so so the truth is is this article based on that based on that this article could actually be even more true for Linux gamers as opposed to Windows yeah. gamers. Yeah, I would agree with that. You may see an even better performance on Radeon. I, I would think it would even be better because, one, the NVIDIA, or sorry, the AMD drivers are in the kernel. So they're open source. People are going to see them. They're going to fix things. They're going to make it optimized as much as possible versus NVIDIA, which you don't know what's in it and you can't do anything except for install it. Yeah. Um, another thing we should point out, and they point out in the video, is that... Uh, it's still true that if you're playing a game that's like a single-player game, uh, single-player, non-Valve, very graphic... You're playing Crisis, right? Like, very graphics card intense. 
it's going to use your your fancy graphics card. It's you're going to have better performance there. This is right. only in scenarios where a lot of Valve games are CPU heavy versus graphics card heavy, and a lot of MMOs. And so it's games like that that are are utilizing your CPU more than right. they are your GPU. Um, but it's still, and, and I think, and depends on the resolution you're playing at too. Like 4K, this doesn't affect at all because you're pretty much graphics card limited at that point. Yeah. When you're playing 1080p, that's when it's going to be more CPU um, intense. Yeah, no, that's a really good point too. Um, I I really I really found I really found this interesting, and it it just makes me want to get a Radeon card. My, yeah, me too. <laughs> my view on this is like, if this is if this is true. And you were graphics card shopping. Well, for one thing, you're not doing it in 2021. We're all going to wait till 2022 <laughs> yeah, to buy a graphics card. Um, but if you were graphics card shopping right now and you had the money to buy a high end card, uh, uh, to me, this only this only means that high end radio cards are probably better performers on Linux than high end Nvidia cards. Yep. Because this comparison is between a high end Nvidia card and a we say low end. It's it's not a low end. Um, Radeon card, but you know, low end to the PC master races of the internet kind of low end card. Um, <laughs> you know, in that in that comparison, so it just means yeah, that- and it doesn't matter what CPU you use. You can use Intel, you can use AMD. It, or it doesn't matter. It, it they all had the same result if you use the same like performance level CPU. It would always end up that the Radeon did better than even the like thirty ninety the the Radeon. Like 5700 XT would do better than the 3090, even on on AMD, on anything that was lower end, like CPU-wise. I actually, um, so, you know, I'm building that, that uh, PC for my younger sister. Oh, I got news on that, by the way. And uh, Breaking found, news. <laughs> yeah, break, break, breaking news. Um, so I'm planning to build her a PC, and my original plan was that I was going to order like an office PC online that didn't have a graphics card, probably had kind of low RAM, but had a good CPU and motherboard that we could use to then you know add a graphics card, add RAM to it, and a solid state drive. Try to make a try to make a. Uh, I'm trying to keep it under 200 bucks, right? Um, and, and use and obviously using parts I already have. I I don't think I could do it if I didn't already have parts. Um. But the card that I have actually is a Radeon card. This is uh, some you know card I think it was in my wife's computer a long time ago. This is a RX four hundred and sixty. So I'm wondering. So since she's going to have kind of a low end CPU, um, I'm wondering if this is the best op- option for uh, for that situation. But um, yeah, I, I kind of decided I wanted to do a Radeon card because of this article, and I know that she's going to have a low end CPU because she's basically getting hand me downs. Um, but the uh, the news I have on that is I, I spoke to my dad today and he came across, you know, fell off the back of a truck. No, I'm just kidding. He, he, <laughs> he, he has a bunch of old PCs that he upgraded for a business and they were just going to recycle all the old ones. And so in his garage, he's he said he's got like like 20 PCs that I can go look. Oh, through. wow. And so I'm going to see just what like parts loot I can get them all. there to build uh, <laughs> to build her PC. Um but but Franken yeah, I PC. mean, low end CP. I don't know. This just more and more. I'm just thinking that because I'm a Linux gamer, I should have chosen Radeon. Yep, I say that every single day. I, I don't know why I bought this one. I, I just I well, I I was a Windows gamer for a long time, and and yeah. Nvidia was the bee's knees, as the kids don't say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
in uh, in uh, gaming, and uh, I just I just always stuck to Nvidia, and now I'm definitely regretting it, especially after that video. I just I'm like blown away. I'm just blown away. Yeah. So my next card, you know, just like you were saying, like back in the day, you you were Intel Nvidia. That's if you yep. weren't Intel Nvidia, it's because you got a really good deal on something else. <laughs> yeah. That's just what gaming was in the 2000s. And so that's why I built what I have now because I didn't build it in 2000, but I've just carried that <laughs> philosophy for the rest of my life. I've built NVIDIA Intel. And I, I switched to Radeon. Um, this Radeon chip is the first AMD chip I've ever I've ever bought myself. And um, I, I love it. I mean, the it. Ryzen. I, will, I think the, the new mindset is Radeon. I, I, or... Uh, is uh Ryzen. Sorry. Ryzen. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, Ryzen chip I have now is the first one I've ever bought myself and, or the first AMD chip I've ever bought myself. And I don't think I'll ever, well, you know, technology changes. There could come a time. I don't want to yeah, say you never. can never say, you can never say never as far as going right. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the foreseeable future, I will be buying Ryzen. And I think that this article and just the performance I've seen from, uh, you know, other people we know, Leo has a fancy Radeon card. Um. Yep. I. I think. I think I've got to switch to, to Radeon. Also, the next card I buy, which I'm not due for an upgrade for a little while until the prices drop. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But anyway, it's really interesting. I. I definitely. If. Uh. If you enjoy this type of like numbers deep dive kind of stuff, comparing different cards, different CPUs, and uh, going against the conventional wisdom of the highest model number is always the best then uh, i definitely say jump into this article and let's uh let's see um the uh i had a few other i wanted to touch point on a story that we did last week i'm gonna blow through these next ones all right, all right um that's fine i wanted to touch point based on a story we did uh last episode where uh the nvidia cards were being uh, uh intentionally underperformed for crypto mining that has already been hacked, and they already have unlocked it. <laughs> surprise, so surprise. <laughs> Which was It was only Ethereum was... anyway, so what was the point? Yeah, yeah. They had to know that was going to happen. They had to know it was going to happen. Um, I think they're even saying that now, you know, they can not only unlock it, but, you know, they can overclock it, you know, so, like, you know, they're... Yeah. I saw another good video that talked about that and how what, the reason behind why they did it, it wasn't for consumers at all. It was because they want to split their business between their mining GPUs, which they're trying to get out, and mm-hmm. their and their gaming GPUs. That's it. That's the only reason. It was all money. It's always freaking money. Well, even if it had been for the consumers, it was somehow going back to like it, no matter what it's all it's all money for sure but yep. but yeah i think i think you're right is they're they're trying to keep this two markets separate uh for for their financial game their financial right. game yep um i also uh doom eternal has released a second campaign dlc the ancient gods part two i point <laughs> this out because uh doom whenever proton first came out was like the first game that was like available on proton oh wow um, okay. So it it has a pretty solid legacy and uh, and uh, I I again a game I bought that I was just like hey I want to support that they're doing this and so <laughs> I'm gonna buy it and I, I played like 15 minutes of it and I need to I need to actually play it someday I need to try it out someday. it looks it looks cool I've never actually played it either but it, it it looks cool I just I've never gotten into that kind of game before oh it's 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 super brutal like it's got really yeah. good music and I, I watched there's like a mini documentary about the making of the music. And uh, it's it's amazing. Um, 
it's like made by this like one genius guy and he's like using instruments that are not supposed to make the noises that he's making oh, wow. make. <laughs> that's cool um but it's and it, and it just suits the atmosphere of what doom is um and uh yeah it's just over the top killing demons in like extreme ways yeah with chainsaws and all those other crap oh yeah <laughs> it's like it reminds me of it, yeah it reminds me a lot of um that game ah uh, crap that was on xbox it was like the xbox first game with with the the guys with the uh the chainsaw guns um oh i can't think of it about, um, um Oh man, I cannot think of the name of that game. I want to say Max Payne, but it's not Max Payne. No, no, no. Oh, funny story about Max Payne later. Once we can remember this game, uh, Ge- yeah. uh, Gears of War. Gears of War. Gears of War. Okay, that's oh, yeah, it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. That's yeah. It's kind of like that. Kind of like that, but way more brutal. Because <laughs> they had all the brutal weapons. They had like the chainsaw guns. Oh yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Um, but anyway, um, so. Uh, I guess oh, I just uh, wanted a quick, quick, funny ahead. story about Max Payne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was helping Mike um, get his uh, gaming uh, going, and he wanted to play Max Payne actually, which is funny. That he mentioned. Oh wow! It. Really? Yeah. And um, I was trying to help him, and I'm like telling him, "Okay, do this, do this. You know, you got to start. You got to set up uh, Proton and all this stuff and whatnot." And he gets everything going, but I also told him to do the game mode run and then percentage sign command percentage sign. I told him to do that, and he couldn't. The game would not load. The game would not load. He tried multiple other games; they wouldn't load with that with that option. He deleted that option. They all ran. So, not all cases that is the best option to to use in Steam. Um, I I think it could be because he's on Mint nineteen point three, and that game mode might not be installed on his system. So I'm yeah. thinking that could be it because I think that was in twenty oh four, Ubuntu, but um. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I was like, wow, it was supposed to improve performance and it just totally didn't let the game start at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where like there's just too many for them to to know all like they can't make it work for everything. So did he right. finally get it working? Did it did it yeah, work? Yeah, it, it ran off? and everything was fine once he got rid of that option. Hmm. Yep. Cuz we thought it was weird because Max Payne is like platinum on on um yeah. Proton, DB. Proton DB, and I mean, I was looking through the, the comments, and everything looked good. It wasn't like sometimes they have platinum and just it doesn't work right, but this looked good. So, well, he got it working, and I'm I'm glad I could help him. But I was like kind of mad at myself. I'm like, why did why didn't I just tell him to run the game without any options first and see if it worked? I always try it with no <laughs> options, and I yeah. add the options if I need them. I learned the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Bash my head against the wall until I break it. All right, I'm pulling Elder Scrolls Online up on Proton DB. And so we can. Uh, I, I thought you mentioned last time that we should include the Proton DB, like you know, comments yeah. and and rating and all that, bef- uh, as part of our review. And right. that's that's a really good idea. Um, so we we got to play the game a little bit together. Um, we did uh, we did some dungeons with some friends of ours, and yep. uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and it ran excellent on mint 20.1 it did i was also on mint 20.1 at the time that we did that um so it it ran it ran perfect i think it it runs it runs just as well on arch but i did have a different experience during the install um so i wasn't planning to reinstall the game that won't be like part of the 
future reviews or anything like that where we, you know, and we try to omit and then we reinstall everything and try to, oh, yeah. so I'm not going to do that every yeah. time. No, that's going to be too much. <laughs> <laughs> it was just coincidence because we're doing this Arch episode on Mintcast. Um, but honestly, I'm not changing my computer again until, until I have a reason to, again, I'm going to keep it this way. So the next games we review will probably also be this setup for me. Um, but during the installation, I don't know if it's because of the new update of the game launcher, because they did have a major update to ESO right after we did our first review and our first installation. And so I don't know if it's related to that at all, or if it's because I am installing it a different, you know, on, on Arch on Steam this time. I kind of suspect it has to do with the update of the launcher. I, I'm not. I'm not sure though. But I, whenever you get to the screen where it asks you where you want to install the game, um, it was red and it told me I didn't have enough space. It said I only had 15 gigs available. Right, and I got the same thing that happened to me. Yeah, both times I installed it on Mint, even. Right, and I did too. I did too. So that's another thing I wanted to point out is that error message was not new, and I've seen other games do that as well. I'm guessing that whenever you do a Proton installation, Steam's doing some weird trickery where, you know, it's making the Wine hard drive or whatever. It's, I don't it's know pointing, about how Proton it's, works. But it's, it's pointing it's, it to the the folder that Proton is installed in, and it sees that, and it thinks that that's where the game is trying to get installed. And right. it's like, it's like, whoa, this is only like two gigs or whatever, you know, whatever it yeah. decides it's going to be. And I even edited, I found, I went to the folder, and I found like an install script as part of my steam installation. And I edited that and I even found a, I didn't know what the variables meant, but I found a variable that looked like it was plausible that it might be the size <laughs> of that like allocated space. And, and it was set to 15. So I was like, Oh, this is it. I'm just going to change that 15 to like 30 and then go back and try to install it. And, 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 it'll, and it'll go through this time, but I made the change and it still said 15. So whatever I changed, whatever I changed and I have no idea, whatever I changed did nothing. You just um, like improve the game by like like fifteen frames per second. You don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I set my fifteen really meant like no limit, and now that I've set it to thirty, it's like oh there is a limit. So now my frame, <laughs> if my FPS is always at thirty. Um, no, the uh, uh, so it, it wouldn't let me get past there. It kept saying you don't have enough space. And in in the past on on Linux Mint and on previous versions of ESO. I've just clicked next and it's it's just it's just installed anyway even though there wasn't yep, enough that's space. That's exactly there. what I did. Both times I just push push next or cancel and come back to it and then it yeah. just keeps going. But it wouldn't and I don't and again, I don't know if it has to do with with the new installation or if it has to do with the new update, but it but it gave me a mess an error message and and when you clicked okay and and it was doing that thing where the message would come up and it would just be black, I couldn't actually read it. Um Oh yeah, but, that happened to me too. Yeah, but I'd click OK, okay, and it would just close everything. It would just it would it would never go past it. And so I was on the Glorious Egg Roll Proton, um, Lord and Savior of Glorious Egg Roll, and <laughs> that didn't work. So then I I switched to like the default Proton that came with my Steam installation. That didn't work. Same error message. And now was I that thought, the five five dot thirteen? I don't. I don't know what it was. Or experimental. Experimental. You, I think is on by default. Like if you just turn Proton on, experimental is what it, it installs. That's right. It it was on. It was on like it was called like exper- experimental or something. Yeah. Like that's that. yeah. Right. Um. So then I just remembered that there was a time period where I had the game working on four point eleven, and so I was thinking, well, what if I just revert back to to four point eleven and install it that way instead, and um and 
and it, and it works. 4.11-13. I just went and looked at it. I'm having flashbacks to Windows compatibility. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I, I, I switched it to that. And, and then when it went to that screen where it said I only had 15 gigs, this time it showed my whole hard drive. It said I had like 750 gigs available. Oh, okay. And the game installed fine. Yeah, that never happened for me. I, I didn't try going back, but it always said like 15 gigs and you need like 30 some or whatever. Yeah, like 27, I think. 27, yeah. Um, the only reason I know that is because I was trying to change that number. Right. Um, and so it installed, but then the game wouldn't launch on 4.11. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but all I needed it to do was to get past that. Now the files are there. And so I just went back and I switched it back to uh, the master proton, Glorious Egg Roll. And um, now, now the game runs fine. Everything works just just like it, it did before. So, I, uh, like I said, I don't know if that's a new, I don't know if that's like a new uh, hurdle that we've got to jump through because of the new version of ESO, or if it was just something weird with my installation this time. But if for some reason you get that message, um, try my try my trick. I have also read on, um, oh, I just okay, I, I'm reading a comment and I saw four dot eleven thirteen in the comment. So I'm gonna read I'm gonna read this comment in a minute and see if it's related to what we were just talking about, but. I have also read on Reddit that with the 15 gig error message, just keep trying it and eventually it will work. That being said, I think I tried it like eight or nine times. Like I don't, I didn't just try it once and then say, oh, well, I'm going <laughs> to write a script that just keeps going until it installs. <laughs> yeah. So you just, you try it and you have to close it, relaunch it, try it, close it, relaunch it, and you just keep doing that and eventually it will, it will work. Yeah. Someone on Reddit I said that. Yeah, I can't remember if the first time when I installed it before the big update, it happened or not. I don't remember. I wish I could. I know it happened to me twice, but I've been disdropping so much, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, this comment has nothing to do with our situation. He was saying that he uh, gets very frequent random crashes after the Flames of Ambition update. That's, that is the update. The Flames of Ambition okay. is the most recent update. Um, usually about an hour or two into the game. So hmm. I actually have not played because the the night that we played, no, no, that was Flames of Ambition. The I, night that we played yeah. together, mm-hmm. yeah, we played yep. way more than two hours. Since we, since then, we play. I've I've played more than two hours at a time, and it's uh, yeah, it's been fine. I haven't had any crashes at all. Yeah, me me neither. Uh, but I haven't tried to more than two hours since I switched to Arch. So again, it could have something to do with you know the difference. Does he say what system he's on or what distro? Yeah, he's on Fedora actually. Fedora thirty three. Okay, well that could be a problem too. Like there's oh, every distro has, you know, its little quirks, so mm-hmm. that could be something to do with it. He's on a Ryzen five sixteen hundred with a sixteen sixty GTX. He has a similar build he has a similar setup to me. Um yeah. and then he says that he those crashes are still present while testing with the four dot eleven thirteen version as well as the latest five thirteen dash six. Try uh, Proton uh or sorry, um Glorious egg rolls. Try that. I guarantee it'll work. Yeah. Sometimes they put in here if they're using, because it's so popular that a lot of people say, yeah, but he hasn't mentioned. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's only got a gold rating, um, which 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 is good. I mean, a gold rating means that like it most likely is going to work for you. Um, but uh, so what did you think of the game itself? I thought it was excellent. I um, Before I played with you guys, I really didn't play that much because I was so used to playing um, uh, Elder Scrolls uh, uh, 5. Uh, yeah. That, uh, sorry, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And then, and then I started playing ESO and I just 
didn't like I, I just didn't get it it wasn't the same i thought it was going to be that but like multiplayer and yeah. um then once i played with you guys i really got the hang of it because everyone kind of helped us my wife and i we both played with you guys and it helped us out a ton on figuring out how to how to do things with it how to actually play the game correctly <laughs> yeah I, I really like it a lot it's one of my favorite mmos uh when i when i tried it for the very first time I only ever played it with that that couple that we were playing with. Um, I mean, I might as well, I say their name on other podcasts. They don't care, Graham and Sammy. But um, <laughs> whenever we, I've only ever played with them basically, and right. so they kind of showed me the ropes right, right away because they've been playing for a long time. Um, and then a guy that works with me, I convinced him to play the game, and he's just one of these people that is just like you know, whenever he starts a new MMO. He starts listening to podcasts about it. He starts studying <laughs> it. He's like figuring out what he's going to play. And like, like he automatically surpassed the three of us, like in knowing <laughs> everything there was to know about this game. And, uh, and so, and then, so, so he started giving me advice on, uh, different, you know, different things I should do to, to better my character and stuff. And, uh, I really, I really like ESO better than a lot of MMOs in the, in the sort of like, if I were going to play an MMO solo and I just want to like, just focus on the game, I'm not listening to a podcast in the background. I don't have YouTube playing on another monitor. I just want to play the game, read the quest text, or in in the case of ESO, they have great voice acting for every quest text. Yeah. It's excellent. I don't know how they can do that. They have as many quests as they do. And every single one of them is voice acted. That's that in itself is pretty astonishing. I don't know how they do that, but, um, as as far as like a game that I can just quest and enjoy that, this is one of the only MMOs that's that way for me. For me, MMOs is all about, all right, I don't care about any of the storyline. I don't care about any of the quests. I'm just burning through all this so that I can get the gear so that I can get to end game and we can raid, right? But right. ESO is like, it's like reading a book. I'm like, oh, I, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm going through the chapters of this story and, and playing it solo. Right, because there is a pretty good story, even for the main quest line. Yeah, every race like has like a nice, you know, yep. backstory that you learn about. The each little town in ESO like has a little story going on. Um it's it's the way old World of Warcraft felt to me where, you know, you'd go to a town and you learn about this, you know, lore here. That they they've kind of lost that magic a little bit. Maybe it's just because we all know the old lore of WoW now and ESO is just I don't know that world as much, but it it's it's really nice digging into all that and kind of taking that game kind of slow. Now, whenever you do get to end game, the end game is fun too because um, basically uh, there is there's daily quests that you pick up, um, and they will give you a quest to go do a dungeon, and then that dungeon will give you a currency to to uh, to buy a chest that you have a chance of getting the gear, you know, and you, that's where my friend comes in where he does all this research on like, well, here's what you need to, you know, here's the ones you need to run in order to try to get the right chest to get the right shoulders and headpiece and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's different than, you know, they have that sort of mechanic in world of Warcraft and in other MMOs, but it's different because in other MMOs, you have access to every spell at all times. And so, What happens is is every single frost mage, and unless you're unless you're I mean honestly unless you're not playing the game right, you are doing the exact <laughs> same thing as every other frost mage who is also doing what you're doing because they all went on YouTube 
and they looked up how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas in a game where you only have like five buttons on your action bar, but yet you have access to a hundred abilities. It's not really a hundred, but you know, you have access to six abilities. <laughs> um, you've got to decide the way you want to play a frost mage or in this game, it would be a sorcerer, but you've got to decide how you want to do that. And so there is actual choice as opposed to just the illusion of choice. Um, and I think that right. is what ESO does well, better than most other MMOs. And I, I've been a huge elder scrolls fan for a long time. Um, and I like the whole lore aspect of it. Like it basically elder scrolls is set a thousand years before Skyrim. So you're getting all this backstory to all this stuff in Sky from Skyrim, from Morrowind, from Oblivion. Mm. And it's really cool to learn all of this stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense now, you know, because I, I learned this in Morrowind or I learned this in Oblivion. And now it makes sense why that happened. And uh, that was that was what was fun for me initially when I started playing. It was just kind of learning all about how things used to be. Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. So I actually I knew that about the game. But I didn't play enough of Skyrim to know the story of Skyrim, so I don't. I don't actually have that perspective. I'm playing it as if this is the first time I've ever played through the story, right? Um, so that's 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 really interesting. And well, you can do it either way, really. I mean, because it's a thousand years before, so you can do all this and then play Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, and then you'd be like, okay, now that makes sense. What I heard back in ESO, right? No, that's it's the opposite really, way. That's a really good point. The game's enjoyable either, in, from either perspective. Absolutely. I mean, I just started playing ESO just kind of as an MMO nut, and I didn't know that I was going to care <laughs> about the storyline at all. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, all about storyline. No matter what game I play, the storyline has to be good or else I will just drop it. Unless, of course, it's like Valheim where you can kind of craft stuff and make your own thing. That's a different story. But like, if it's like a AAA game and it wants to tell you a story, it needs to be a good story. Yeah. Yeah. My my, I'm with you on single-player games, but on on MMO games, it's I don't really care. I, I usually don't follow right. the story that much. Um, I really like uh, Final Fantasy uh, 14. I like their story. Uh, that's a, that's another MMO that has a good story. Um, only it's almost too focused on on story. But anyway, I'm sure we'll do that game eventually. It's not a that's probably game, why so. I don't like Albion as much because there's not like a story. I guess you could yeah, say Albion is a sandbox MMO, so it's, it's yeah. It's it's similar to what you're saying about uh about Valheim, where it's like you kind of make the story. The, this world is whatever you make it. Right. Um, right. But uh one thing that I that I, I disliked about and I never noticed it because I've always played ESO with three other people, so it just worked out perfectly. But the fact that we had trouble finding things to do whenever we had a fifth or sixth person online. Right, yeah. There, that was a big problem. Yeah, and there are things to do. But not kind of at the gear. We were all at different um, levels. So that's another thing to point out is this game sinks a lot. So you and your wife had just started the game. Y'all were very low level, like sub 20 or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sub 10 probably, I think, actually. <laughs> it was pretty. Yeah, we didn't play much before you guys <laughs> helped and us. We're max level and we're in what they call CP levels. They have champion point level. It's another part of the end game um, that's interesting to compare to other MMOs. And uh, we were still able to do content with you. We were still able to do dungeons with you because everything in the dungeon kind of sinks to our levels. And I'm not sure exactly how the mechanics of that work. I don't no, know I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Different games kind of do it different ways. 
Um, but but it's pretty seamless. Like it didn't feel like yeah. I was doing low level dungeons or anything like that. They felt easier right. because they weren't, and it um, didn't feel like I couldn't do anything. You're, right, like I felt right. like I was and actually damaging the person, not just like be, throwing a fireball at it and being like, "Oops, I hit you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's that's uh, so they they do it really well. Um, and the champion points thing. So the way the way the end game works is after you reach level fifty, you still gain levels after that, but they're called champion points, and they give you a uh, they give you a point system that you can spend to improve the skills on your character. Um, but the 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 most interesting thing about this is that that is account bound. So whenever I make it, so my my uh, um, DK in ESO, um, a Dragonite, is champion, and I don't remember, but he's like champion points, like two hundred or something. I'm not super far into champion points, but um, the the big milestone is one sixty. I think it's one sixty. Whenever gear drops in the dungeon. If it if you loot something that you killed and you're level 18, it's going to drop level 18 gear. If I loot that same thing, it's going to drop uh, level 50 and then CP right. 160 because 160 is the cap as far as gear that drops. And so whenever you're you're playing the game, you want to get to 50, and then once you get to 50, you want to get to 160 as soon as possible. So that way, when gear drops for you, it's at its highest point that it'll ever be. But your right. still your CP still increases. And so if I log into the game right now and I create a new a new character, it'll be a level one, but it'll be CP 200. So it gets my account bound uh, champion points. That's cool. See, I didn't even know that about it. Yeah. So my level one will actually be stronger than yours because I have those points that I can spend right. to make his skills better. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. And so it's good that because... That makes you want to play right now. <laughs> Get that level up. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying talking about this. Um, it's, uh, it's good because uh, one, you know, one of the things about early MMOs is that you'd make a character, you'd go through all this grind, you'd do this thing, and then if you ever wanted to make an alternate character, it was like you really didn't get any... Right. There was no benefit for making that first no. character. You were starting completely You're over. starting out from nothing. Yeah. Right. And then uh, there's Final Fantasy XIV has a system where... You basically, oh, and this is kind of like Albion. Whatever character you make, that's your character. And you can play every class you want to. You could be anything you want to in both of those games. It's just a matter of changing the gear that you're wearing. And um, on the difference between Albion and that, or it's actually the similar because you still have to level up. And Albion, if you switch from like a, uh, uh, a sword and shield to a staff, you still have to know how to make better and better gear um for the in the that cloth. class yeah okay um gotcha in final fantasy it's uh you've played the game you've done all the starting quest all the storyline quest and then you decide i want to make a different class i think i want to make a healer well you go talk to whoever you got to talk to they give you the quest to go become a healer you just become a healer but you're a level one healer when you put on that gear versus when you switch back to your tank gear you're max level the problem with that scenario is you've already done all the story quests. So you have to find other ways to level up your character, either going to zones you didn't go to, or they have like daily quests. There's lots of different options, but it just, it, it's a little more challenging to have an alt. There's only so many alts you really want to have because it gets harder. The more quests you do, right. you get less and less opportunities. Um, the neat thing about ESO with this whole champion point system is you're starting a new character. It's going to go through the story quests and all all over again. 
but you still had the benefit of playing your first character because you had the champion points. So it's a really good balance to kind of both systems. Yeah, that's cool. And and every NPC levels with you, so it's not like you're fighting these like, you know, level one NPCs and like just slaughtering them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 a good game. It's it's a really good game. The the things that I don't like about it is I'm I'm okay I'm okay with the combat, but there's there's some things that irk me about the combat in ESO. Um as a tank, I don't like the fact that I can't like single target aggro something. Things mm. things aggro together. Right. Yeah. They, this is also a problem in Final Fantasy. This is why I actually don't tank in Final Fantasy. I'd rather tank. Um, I'd rather tank in a game like World of Warcraft. But but second to that would be tanking in a game like ESO. Um, but whenever I try to pull one thing in a room, no matter how you do it, no matter what you do. The other things that are kind of invisibly attached to that will also pull. There's no way to avoid it. It just, it just is. The game is designed that way, um, and so that's annoying as a tank um, because part of my strategy in other games was to, you know, try to pull, pick something off, and then go around a corner, force it to come to me, and then you know we kill it, and then I go back and pick something else, force it around a corner, and kill it. You can't do that in uh, pretty much in in either Final Fantasy or or in this game. Um, hmm. you, you just kind of have to just run in and then just try your best to pull. Leroy everything Jenkins. <laughs> now, just straight in. <laughs> that being said, in ESO, it is more forgiving. Also, though, in in ESO, you you the the grouping everything together and make making sure they're all killed and and the death ball in the center of the room. It's not as important. People, if someone gets aggro, they're not going to instantly die or anything like that. It's it's way more forgiving than yeah than a lot of other MMOs. But um, so that's something I find annoying. And I'm not I I don't know. I, I like the tab targeting system um, as a caster, um, but I don't necessarily like it as melee. And so for me, it's more fun to play a melee character in a game like ESO versus playing a caster in a game like Final Fantasy or World of Warcraft. How did you feel about the combat? Sort of like, it's like a hybrid between tab target and hack and slash. Yeah, I I actually don't even use the, the targeting system at all because I'm so used to, to regular RPGs that you just you just go at it you know you basically just swing around but I, what i like to do is i like to um i created a new character and i based it around um two hand uh dual uh, not dual wield uh two hand you know one two hands on one sword basically oh, yeah 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 I, I get those confused the dual wield and the <laughs> two-handed but um anyway i based it on that and then what i do is is i base all my skills on on damaging all the targets around me. So I do the main damage to the person that I'm hitting specifically, but then I do some extra damage to everyone else. Mm -hmm. So I kind of always do that because I I like to be able to, to damage everything around me and kind of keep it down while my wife, while she's playing with me, kind of picks them off as they're getting lower and lower, depending on how, you know, difficult the enemies are. Yeah. I've never played a healer in this game. Yeah, I'm not a good healer. I, I forget to heal people. <laughs> I'll be like fighting and then I'll be like someone's dead. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Whoops. I feel, when I play healers, I feel the pressure. Like I, I yeah, do the opposite. Definitely. I, I completely focus on people's health bars and then I don't pay attention to mechanics. And I'm like, who is this person that just is constantly taking damage? And then I'm like, right. oh crap, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like me. Like I, I, I'll do the same thing. Like, I, I'll either lose track of everyone or... 
or I'll just only focus on everyone and not help at all. And then everyone's dying anyway, because you're not helping fight. (laughs) Yeah. I also have a tendency to like way overheal. Like as soon as I see, (laughs) to me being a healer is like, heal, 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 heal. (laughs) Yeah. To me being a healer is like boring until it's not right. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And it's like, Oh crap, we got to do everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Yep. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I usually like playing a tank in most games. I either play a, I either like playing a glass cannon or a tank. Like I either like being the guy. What, what that, is a glass cannon? A glass cannon is is a it's a term for like uh, you can't take any damage, but man, you pack a mean punch. So you're a glass okay. Cannon. I got you. So I got like, you. A mage in World of Warcraft. Someone attacks you, you de- you're dead. But as long as you stay back and you start and you attack, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. But uh, so yeah, I guess I guess I guess that finalizes our review of VSO. It runs very well on Linux, and the game is very good. Yeah, should we do like scores? I hadn't thought about this. We're just thinking of this. On yeah, the spot. I I actually I actually didn't think about that either. That's that's a good point. Um, yeah. well, if if we go off a of Proton uh, DB and where it says gold, yeah, I would personally give this a platinum rating because it just it just works. It, it every single distro I tried, it did just work. Now it wasn't the performance wasn't as good as Mint on everything else, but it did just work. It installed and played. If you had a better system, like a better graphics card and everything than I have, it would probably be fine. You wouldn't even notice. But um yeah, I, I would give a definitely platinum, like full on. You can play this, just enable Proton, and you're good. And the yeah. only thing I would suggest is to get uh, Glorious Egg Rolls uh, Proton to help out the uh, FPS just a little bit extra. I'm so going to email that guy and see if he'll come on the show. I can't figure out how to get in contact with him. I, I like his vi- last video he did was 10 months ago, and the comments are like from that time. So I'm like, how the heck do you get in contact with this dude? Uh, uh. Well, and you can't do you can't like bug report on on um GitHub or anything. I, I've like I've tried. I've actively tried to contact this dude, and I cannot find any resource. He is a, he is an enigma of the internet, <laughs> basically. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. I uh, we don't. Uh, w- what we should do is come up with a grading system. We'll retroactively do ESO on the next episode. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it would be good to grade him. But just overall, chef's kiss. Superb. <laughs> yeah, so superb running on Linux. Definitely. Um, all right. So have we settled? Next week, uh, we're doing Valheim? Yep. That sounds good to me. All right. So the next show, let me look at the calendar real quick. Uh, so uh, it'll be the second. It'll be Friday, April 2nd. Uh, okay. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually yep, getting you're right. my... I'm getting my vaccine on the day before, so I might oh, okay. have, well, we'll have see. nasty side effects or something. Like I got like an arm growing out of my head. Then uh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll have to uh, pull Leo in on the next episode. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. I wonder if he plays. Just I in case. I want to do an MMO episode and include Leo because I know he plays. Yeah, MMOs. I do too. I, I definitely, I definitely would like to do that. Um, but I think it's good for us to alternate so that not like every because I could do just an MMO podcast on Linux if I, I right. play them all. Um, but uh, I think it's good to alternate. So we're going from like an MMO to this kind of like world building. I don't know what you call this genre. Um, I'm, I'm new to this. It's genre. like survivor world building. Like that's yeah. basically it's it's. I think it's specifically survival, but I would call it survival world building basically. All right. So uh, yeah. So Valheim will be on the next episode between now and then. We're going to have to play together. 
And uh, if you want to join us in a game, uh, I know there's a limitation to how many people we can have on a server, but uh, join the the Mintcast Discord and under Linux Gaming, send us a message there, or send me an email, Bo at mintcast.org, and uh, we'll 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 try our best to make it happen. It, there is a limit, yeah, but we'll try our best. We'll try our best to see if we can do that. Or Bo uh, can have a server, and I can have a server, and we can have twenty people. Yeah, instead of ten. That's true. That's true. But then we have to figure out how to divide people up. It would be like you know picking people before kickball or basketball. (laughs) Random, random, (laughs) random, totally random. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and end the show. We'll see you guys in the next one. Yep. See ya.